Welcome to Divorce Explained, the podcast where we answer your questions and navigate the process of divorce together. Sharing real stories and personal experiences, this is your guide through it all. With your hosts, family law specialist Steve Benmore and divorce lawyer and strategist Leanne Townsend. Probably be a great time to turn to our topic, which is the overlap between back to school and divorce, and what are some of the issues that arise when uh, you know couples are divorcing or are divorced, uh, and kids are headed back to school. Uh, because you know, traditionally, I find September is often a very busy month for me. Things are, you know, a little, I wouldn't say slow necessarily over the summer, but a little slower maybe. And September is often a month where there is a lot of activity or leading into September. So Absolutely. why don't we so then the question jump becomes, right into the why? Um, why? some of why? the issues again. Why are families calling divorce lawyers in September? And the answer is because a lot of families do not want to do the dirty work of breaking a family up in the months of July and August. So we've got somewhat of a, a buildup of pressure, of demand, and of potentially exhaustion because the months of July and August, if you've got children, particularly children that are young, those are demanding months. And to add to that, the uh, act of going through the legal process of separation and divorce is just too much. The other reason is that people really do not want to deal with it um, while their children are on holidays because they don't want to disrupt that part of their lives because as we all know, summer holidays are an opportunity for kids just to be kids, whether they go to camp, whether they go to overnight or day camp, or whether they just play around in the area with their friends on bikes in the the local park. Uh, The summer really belongs to children And so a lot of families don't want to deal with the problems in their marriage over the course of the summer. So what we end up seeing is the cases where people would have normally hired a a mediator or a lawyer or a marriage counselor, whatever the case may be, in the months of June, July, and August, those get sidelined. And then we hear from them in September after Labor Day when the kids are back at school. So that hopefully answers the why. But then, what is the relationship between back to school and divorce? And I'll just throw this out there that if you think about it carefully, school for children is the home base. Now, people will think, well, hold on a second. Isn't the home the home base? Well, hold on. For children that are living in tense circumstances for children that are living through their parents fighting or silent fighting. What is silent fighting? You know, not talking to each other, not sleeping in the same bedroom, not eating dinner together. For those children, and there's many of them, in fact, on my LinkedIn page, I think I I found something, some statistic, something like, I can't remember the number exactly, 30, 40% of Canadian children experience divorce. So, with that said, school is very much the home base for children that are having difficult home lives, and they treat school as the place where they could just be themselves and not have to walk on eggshells 
and not have to deal with any of the adult issues. Now, they can't say that at eight or nine or 12 years old, but social science has taught us that for those children, school is really an important part of giving them permanence and stability in the time of their life when their home life is not stable. So that's one factor, and I'm gonna let Leanne jump in on that before I, after I say the last point, uh, and I want us to talk about this as well, is what is the role of school in parenting plans? We'll come back to that after I hear from Leanne on the subject of um, the relationship between school being the home base while kids are going through their parents' divorce. No, I, I mean, I definitely agree. School is that home base. It's a, it's a consistent part of children's lives. And, you know, often when parents are divorcing, uh, you know, issues come up with surrounding selling the family home. And, you know, are the children going to have to go to a different school or can they stay in the same school? And so um, I think most parents, you know, just naturally understand the importance of school in their children's lives and the, the importance, the, le the level of security that it gives them to be able to stay in the same school with the same friends, with perhaps the same teachers that they already know uh, when their whole life is being turned upside down um, because of their parents splitting up. So, you know, school is really important. It's really important that parents, um, you know, focus on trying to keep that consistency for children as best they can. I mean, they can't always. I mean, sometimes it's just not financially practical that parents, you know, are selling the house and that one or both of them are able to buy, you know, in the same school district where the family home was. So, you know, in, in many cases, unfortunately, children do have to move, but certainly where they can stay at the same school, uh, it's definitely beneficial for them. And I, I also think just to go back slightly, um, you know, one of the other reasons why I think September is a bigger, a busier month for family lawyers as well is that September is kind of like January light, maybe. I don't know. January is like the, the time when everyone has their New Year's resolutions or if they've been living in a bad relationship or they're not happy and they want to make changes they don't they want to start the new year in a good in a positive way making those changes and september is kind of like that a little bit too maybe to a slightly lesser degree but you know kids are going back to school new things you know all the extracurricular activities are starting up again for the kids usually the, you know maybe in the summer they're in camps they have certain activities going on so september is a lot of new stuff kind of happening and so I think a lot of people view it as an opportunity as well to make those important decisions and perhaps get some things done before the holidays in December, before the end of the year. And, and if they're going to separate, make those changes. Um, and so I think that's another reason why we are a little bit busier this time of year. Right, right. So then let's talk about the role of the school when it comes to parenting plans. Now, I, I suggest that historically, a lot of people treated the home, whosever home it was, the family home, dad's home, mom's home, as the place where you pick up and drop off the children. But as time moved forward and we collected more social science data, specifically the voice of the child, and hearing their experiences of having mom or dad beep outside and then the parent in the home say, okay, your mom's here, your dad's here. 
And sometimes these children reported that the person in the house was rolling their eyes or they would say, well, your dad's here late again, or your mom's here to pick you up, check out the car she's driving now. And comments like that have proven to cause such tremendous anxiety with children who are already trying to manage so many other things. And then to have that occur when they are really looking forward to seeing the other parent is really the data and the research that have caused us to recognize that there's got to be a better way for exchanges. Now, there was a worse way, and I'm going to come back to the better way. So what was the worst way? And we still see some of these worst cases today. The exchanges occurring at another location, gas station, library, McDonald's. <laughs> and what's worse than all of that? The police station. And if you can believe it, even today, there are parenting plans that say the kids are supposed to be exchanged at such and such day, at such and such hour, at such and such police station. So some would think, why would you ever do that? Answer, one or both parents thinks that they are at risk, feels that they are in danger, and what is the safest place to be when there's danger next to a policeman or woman. And so therefore, meeting at the police station provides one or both parents with that sense of safety, security, and um, comfort. And as a result, that's where the kids get picked up and dropped off. Well, pretty bad for children to think that when they go from one parent to the other, they do that under the eyes of police. It's a tough case, tough case for them. So that's the worst. So what's the better? A la back to school. Because what does school offer from September till the end of June? It offers regularity. It offers a location. It offers a beginning and an end to every day. It actually creates the structure no different than a full-time job creates structure for adults or a school schedule for uh, adult children in university. Uh, has it. It's a fixed schedule. You know where you have to be, where, what you have to do, uh, when it's finished. And so school is a really important component in the development of parenting schedules, because that way you achieve many goals. Goal number one, the kids go from one parent to the other without any conflict, without anybody rolling their eyes, without anybody saying positive or negative things about the other parent, and for the children to be free of any of those negative experiences. So that's number one. Number two, it's up to the parent to get there on time. It's not up to one parent to wait for the other parent or one parent coming there early. When parents know that the school bell rings at 4 p.m., they know they better be there because there's no alternative, unless, of course, there's an after-school program, in which case, when that's over is when they go there. And so the school itself provides premises, it provides permanence, it provides a contact point, and one of the additional benefits, and again, look at this through the eyes of children, one of the benefits is when the parent shows up and the child sees the parent, 
sometimes the child is holding something that they did in class, like a piece of art, a drawing, a painting, uh, depending on the year and the age of the child. It could be a, a kid in grade eight who just got their math test back and they got eight out of 10. Whatever that is, those are precious moments for the child and the parent to bond. And when that child runs up to their mom or their dad at pickup and says, look what I got. Those are the moments that we put in a bottle and put the bottle up on the shelf. And you don't get that same level of passion and excitement when you're picking them up at McDonald's at 5.30 on Wednesday or at the other parent's home where there might be some other factors that they have to manage. It's just not the same. And so school and back to school is a really big factor with respect to parenting plans and separation agreements and divorce settlements uh, between separated parents. And I think one of the reasons as well that we may have seen the rise in the school pickups and drop-offs, uh, you know, as the location where children are changing homes, is that um, over the years, we've seen uh, a significant increase in the role of a lot of fathers. I mean, when, when I was a little girl and my parents were separated, um, you know, it was common that dads saw the children kind of Wednesday nights, probably not even overnight. They, you know, might take them out to, to dinner or, you know, something in the evening um, and then bring them back home to mom's house for bedtime and then every second weekend. But as society has changed and dads, um, you know, have become much more hands-on parents and much more involved in parenting in a lot of cases, um, you know, we've seen changes in family law where there's a lot more shared parenting happening now and, you know, 60-40 or 50-50 parenting schedules versus this Wednesday night and every second weekend that we used to see. And so it, it evolved that both parents are in situations where they are having to take the children to school um, and pick them up from school on their parenting days. And so as part of that, the school has emerged um, and it is, you were touching on Steve, it, it is a great location for these things to happen because it is a children's safe haven and it, does, it, it eliminates all of the, the, you know, the eye rolls and, you know, maybe negative comments from another parent and, and allows both parents to have that opportunity to have their child come out with something they're proud of and, and share it with them, you know, immediately when they're in the excitement of it. So it, it has been a very positive change that has happened over the years. And also, you know, uh, in addition to all of the other points that we just made, you know, one of the things that occurs in separation, particularly with families that have children is there seems to be this competition for information about the children. One parent will claim that the other parent isn't sharing what is occurring in the child's life. I didn't know that Junior had a cold. I didn't know that there was a bully at school that was picking on our daughter. And so when the school is used as part of the parenting plan and the parenting schedule, it affords the parent who is showing up at school an opportunity to turn to the teacher and go, how did he do today? How is school? Is the issue still going on or has it been resolved? Um, it affords the parent the opportunity to see who is playing with my, my daughter or my son in the schoolyard as I just showed up. 
because then it gives them an opportunity to speak to the other parent and say, hey, our kids seemingly have a friendship. Maybe we can arrange a play date. And this builds tremendous comfort and social equity for the children to be able to see their parent engage with the teacher, engage with the other parents, engage with their schoolyard friends and just say, hello, I heard about you. You must be Chelsea. I heard that you really love playing with Pokemon cards or whatever the story might be. And so this, these are the little pieces that build self-esteem, that build good mental health, good emotional stability in children. And these are the mitigating factors that cause children of divorce to do well. Because everybody says, you know, kids of divorce, they've got it really hard. No, they've got it really hard when their parents are in conflict. Whether they're together or divorced, kids that are living with parents in conflict don't do well. Kids that are living with one parent where the other parent and them have no conflict generally do okay. And so talking about back to school and the use of the school is really, psychologically speaking, a critical component of divorce settlements if used properly. And on that note, I mean, one example of things that I've seen, and I'm sure you've seen, Steve, go on where there is conflict is where parents are using the school to somehow um, gain advantage or alienate or push out the other parent. And, you know, one of the things that comes up is at the beginning of the school year, all parents, you know, they ch- know that their child comes home on usually the first day of school with a whole whack of forms that need to be completed. And on these forms, it's the contacts and, you know, contact information and who is the school to call um, if the child is sick or gets injured and, and or if the child is in that school and all of these sorts of things. And unfortunately, in some cases where there's a high conflict family, uh, some parents choose to play games with these forms and they don't put the other parent's name down or they put their new partner you know, as a higher priority to call than the the other parent. And, and in some cases, that may be perfectly fine to do if it's been agreed upon and it makes sense. But in some cases, it's just being done to, you know, to kind of gain an upper hand and create controversy and create conflict. And so, you know, situations like that are, are not good for your children. And using the school in a negative way to try and push out the other parent and so that you're the one who the teachers know and you're the one who the other parents on the school ground know because you badmouthed, you know, the other parent to parents you're talking to or to teachers. And, you know, those are things not to do. And sadly, there are parents who do that. And the the biggest victim um, in all of that, of course, is the children. So, you know, parents need to be child focused and, you know, most parents get it right. I I really do think that, but there's that small minority who play these kinds of games and the school is not the place for that. You should be welcoming the other parents, you know, role at the school. And again, I'm speaking generally like there's, you know, if there's abuse and, you know, substance abuse problems and things like that, there can be reasons that, you know, the other parent perhaps shouldn't be at the school and shouldn't be as involved. But generally speaking, each parent should be doing what they can to facilitate the other parent being, you know, equally involved in their child's life at the school. Yes, absolutely. 
Good point, Leanne. And lastly, uh, just to follow Leanne's comment, is um, the school really is a neutral entity. It's not pro one parent, anti other parent. And so the reason this is relevant is because um, it's important for the parents, even if they're in a high conflict divorce, to not cause the school experience for the children to be poisoned. And nothing could be worse for a child to have teachers that are on the defense because the parents are engaging with the school, with the faculty, with the teachers as part of their own divorce and their own conflict. And so we've seen all too many times one parent saying, you know, the teacher's on my side, or if you spoke to the teacher, you'll find out who the primary parent is. We, Leanne and I, strongly recommend that if the kids are going through a separation and divorce, let the school be the safe, neutral, comfortable place. Wage the war that you need to wage elsewhere, but keep the school sacred for the kids because it will actually, in the end, be good for the parents that the children have that security in the school experience. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great note to end it on. Um, so thanks everyone for joining us this week. We'll be back again next week with another topic. And again, send in any topic ideas you have to Steve or I. We're always happy to hear your ideas. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Divorce Explained. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to head on over to Instagram and follow at Steve Benmore and at Leanne Townsend Life for more. And if you're looking for specific divorce services, you can visit benmore.com and leannetownsend.ca. We hope today's episode made you feel informed and inspired as you move along through your divorce journey. Tune in next week for Divorce Explained.